0: Good morning again. My name is Matt. For those of you who I haven't met, uh, great to be with you this morning. We are continuing in the series that we started last week, going verse by verse through the book of Colossians. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians 1 verse 3. Uh, Last week, we covered the first two verses in the book, uh, highlighting the fact that grace and peace were more than a greeting. Uh, For followers of Jesus, they are a way of life, and they are foundational for everything that follows in the letter. Uh, It was typical for letter writers in the ancient world uh, to identify themselves as the writer, then identify their audience And then to give a a greeting, in this case, it was grace and peace, uh, followed usually by gratitude, uh, which is what Paul does starting here in verse 3. Colossians 1 verse 3 says this, it says, We always thank God, uh, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all God's people. Uh, The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven, about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. Uh, You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that we um, belong to this community that started uh, in, in Jerusalem, in Colossae, in Ephesus, and just began spreading out across the known world. Lord, there is an unbroken chain of discipleship Uh, Between the people who received this letter and us. Uh, How remarkable to be part of the the spirit filled uh, global church uh, that has existed uh, really in in its clearest form uh, since your resurrection. Uh, We are so privileged to be a part of it, Lord. I pray today you would sort of expand our minds to the size of your church, to the size of your mission, to what it is you're up to in the world. Uh, Lord, we will go wherever you want us to go. Uh, we will be and become whoever you call us to become. Uh, our lives are yours. Uh, would you ignite them would we see our, our place in your story this morning? In Jesus' name. Amen. Western scholars have long predicted the death of the Christian faith on a global Scale. As the world has globalized uh, and cultures are shared back and forth, secular scholars, uh, the new atheists, and even groups of liberal theologians have long predicted the demise of historic Christianity and the rise of a secular city across the globe. Uh, Their solution or response has been to call the church to abandon faith in what they would call the supernatural, anything that doesn't fit sort of their naturalistic lens of the world. They say, we reject that and you should as well. Uh, they, They call on the church to reject the historic confessions of the Christian faith that Jesus was bodily raised from the dead, that he died on a cross for our sin. All of that. They've argued against doctrines uh, saying that that Christ was divine, that He was the Son of God. Uh, They reject the idea of the Trinity and the authority of Scripture. Uh, All of those things are no longer seen as credible or believable in, quote, the modern world, in the secular city to which the world is advancing. Uh, Therefore, these groups say, Christianity should conform uh, to to the norms of Western secularism. Uh, They should get on board with that worldview and give up their supernatural claims. Uh, And in fact, many of these camps have assumed that the death of the Christian faith is inevitable. It will happen globally. Instead, in contrast to every prediction... Uh, the last century and even the last 20 years have seen an unprecedented explosion of faith right across the world. And while faith continues to slowly decline in America and Western Europe, it is expanding rapidly across the rest of the world. In Asia, in Africa, in South America, hundreds of millions of people have come to faith in Jesus over the last century, and those numbers keep growing. Uh, Asia and Africa, by the numbers, are now the new center of Christianity And in those places, faith in Jesus continues to spread at incredible and unprecedented rates. Uh, Leading one scholar to ask, if God really did die, as Nietzsche's madmen proclaimed, then why have so many billions of people not gotten the word? We live in a remarkable time in all of world history. Uh, And not only do we get to experience that through sort of big picture facts and figures and statistics, uh, we actually have the privilege of experiencing that firsthand as well. Uh, Some of you know that we are part of a global family of churches called Regions Beyond which was started by a South African man uh, named Steve Oliver. Uh, And that family of churches is uh, amazingly reflective of the global church as we see it today. Uh, What started in one small remote region of South Africa uh, has now grown into hundreds of churches on six continents, Uh, And it's become this dynamic, uh, beautiful, diverse group of churches under the sort of uh, apostolic leadership of Steve Oliver and um, some of you know Ray Lowe and and these other um, men and women who pour into the family of churches. Uh, And uh, those sort of apostolic leaders who are over that movement, uh, that family of churches that that we call Regions Beyond, uh, they come, like Paul... Uh, not to enforce some sort of hierarchy or pecking order. Uh, Rather, the role of an apostle like Paul is to serve the churches, to kind of come under the churches, uh, to to give vision and encouragement and direction uh, to the churches. And uh, the role of sort of an apostolic servant like that is also to connect the churches as well. Uh, to keep, and you see this in the life of Paul. He, he doesn't just go around and serve individual churches, he also connects them with one another across the known world. Uh, we are not alone. The regions, through the regions beyond family, we are relationally connected to churches across Africa, China, uh, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, Australia, Western Montana, uh, and many, many more. And though we are um, truly brothers and sisters walking in unity uh, across all of those nations and cultural contexts, it's also true that we have unique relationships uh, with a few of the churches within the regions beyond family. Uh, And I think of of people like Lifa Kolasang, who is in South Africa, uh, pastoring in a very poor sort of slum-like environment there. We we have a very unique relationship with him. We, we encourage one another. We share with one another. Uh, I think of Kim and Smile uh, in the Philippines. For years, we've had this uh, beautiful relationship with them, sharing back and forth. And the reason uh, that I mention all of this stuff, all of the big picture stuff, is that I was reading these opening verses in Colossians, and and as I was reading them, uh, they sort of jumped off the page, and and they resonated really deeply with me because these are essentially the words that we would write to our friends in the Philippines. Uh, And to be clear, we are not their apostolic authority. Um, In fact, we are all under the same sort of leadership and and, and servant-hearted apostolic authority. Uh, We're all under the same vision. We're all part of the same family. There's this incredible equality across the movement, no matter where churches are planted. Uh, We all pray for one another. uh, We share resources with one another. We freely give to one another. We celebrate successes together and work toward each other's successes. uh, And we also weep with those who weep. So just right, right across the board, our hearts are uh, beating as one. And in fact, when we first joined Regents Beyond, Steve Oliver uh, used to say it was this phrase that just always caught my attention and, and captured my heart. He would say, "The poor are not a project; they're our partners." And 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 I didn't come from a from a ch- from an international sort of church model where that was there was always sort of this unspoken almost parent-child relationship, oh yeah, we're, you know, we kind of know what we're doing in the Western world and we have money and we'll sponsor you. I said, no, 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 that's not how this works. The poor are not a project, they're our partners. Uh, and we've got churches in the poorest countries in Africa. Just in the last few weeks, we were raising money for one of the, the missionary couples there in, in Lesotho, one of the poorest countries in the world. And, and so we, we have uh, churches in these places But Steve Oliver has always been clear across the movement, like, they're not a project. They're our partners. So as soon as someone gets hold of Jesus in that context, they are a disciple among a community of disciples. Uh, And there's this expectation that those prayer, encouragement, sharing of resources will uh, be equal across the board. We're all equal partners in the gospel. We're all on the mission of God together. And that's certainly how... Uh, we feel about our friends in Lesotho, uh, and it's how we feel about our friends in the Philippines as well. There's this real sense that they are equal partners with us. Uh, we share with one another freely, uh, we, and, and I believe that they have actually supported and encouraged us as much, if not more, than we have ever supported or encouraged them. There's a sweet uh, gospel partnership between us. God has done something in knitting our hearts together with theirs. Uh, and and these, these words just resonated with me. I want to I read this, this passage again and with our friends in the Philippines in mind. Paul says, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Jesus and the love you have for all God's people the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about what you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. Next slide. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, which isn't true of our friends in the Philippines, so bear with me our dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who has also told us of your love in the Spirit. Oh, man, I read these words and all of that, like everything in there is true of our brothers and sisters in the Philippines. And so uh, what I want to do this morning is something a little different. Uh, I'm going to invite Tracy Batterton to come up to the front and to just share a bit of the story of the Philippines uh, as we... As a community, what we want to do this morning, we want to express gratitude for them um, and, and, and get a snapshot of this faith that is in them that, that is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, uh, as Paul says. We, we want to be encouraged by their story this morning. We want to celebrate them just as Paul does the Colossians, and, and then we'll end by lifting them up in prayer just as Paul does. So, Tracy?
1: Thanks, Matt. So Matt came to me a couple of weeks ago and we started talking about how to incorporate um, our partnership with the Philippines into today's message. And uh, so I've had a chance to kind of reflect on that and think about that and even think about these words. Um, I'm gonna ask Nick if you could pull that those slides back up, the ones that Matt just read. because There's a few that I'm gonna key in on. Um, The thing that I was struck by was how much I, as a person, have been profoundly changed by my experience with these lovely people. Um, They they exemplify what it means to be not only a spirit-filled Christian, but someone who truly loves the people that are around them. And every time I go, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story and my involvement, how we became involved at River's Edge. But every time I go, I get filled up so much more than I feel like I give in any way, shape, or fashion. Um, it is just, it's just an unbelievable experience to be a part of what God is doing through them because they, they, their lives have been changed by the gospel. Um, the people that they are with are sold out for the gospel. And um, it's just an exciting relationship to have. Um, I consider them some of my closest spiritual sons and daughters. Um, I was in 2015, I went to Western Montana, went to a conference and I met for the first time this gentleman by the name of Steve Oliver. And I didn't expect anything Uh, to happen like it has over the past six years. Um, I went up and uh, I I actually walked up with my son who was going to get prayer. And as I was sitting there, I felt I literally felt like there was a hand picking me up by the back of my neck and walking me over to this guy who was on the other side of the room. And I I wouldn't have done that on my own. I had no intention of doing that. I walked over and I said, I think I think God wants you to pray for me. And um, he took my hands. He's just a gentle, this gentle-spirited man. He took my hands. He looked into my eyes. And he he said a couple prayers for me. And then he said, Have you ever been to the Philippines? I said, No. And he said, I I got this picture of you with all of these brown-skinned people around you. I said, oh, you probably saw, I went to India in 2008. You probably saw me with all my friends in India. He goes, no, this was the Philippines. To make a long story short, that was in September of 2015. Um, My first trip to the Philippines was in February of 2016. And what God did, um, what I believe in me and what God has done through our partnership and through the, the gospel being poured out through them has been nothing short of amazing. Um, we, while we were there, I met uh, another gentleman named uh, Gavin and uh, Fusi McQuina who's in Dubai right now and, and we kind of were the maybe the teaching leaders if you want to call it that. Um, and we ended up uh, spending a week with these lovely people. There was about 30 of them at that time. And um, over the course of that week, God did two things in me. He he completely shifted my view, like Matt shared about that verse that Steve said, they're not projects, or they're partners. He completely shifted my view of what going on a mission trip was for, because this is just a relationship trip. He did that, and then he began to put within me two relationships that have continued to this day. Um, when... When Paul is talking to the church in uh, Colossae, he, he says these words in the middle. I'm going to key it just on two verses. If you go to the second slide, I think it is. Um, it starts in verse 6. It said, The true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you. So from that one church gathering, from that one small gathering in Lagro, which is in Quezon City, if you're familiar with the Philippines, um, God has been doing an amazing work over the last five years. During the course of that week, we we traveled up to this place north of Manila called Tarlac City. And it was just like a mission. It was just like a a vision trip. It was just like, oh, we've heard about this place. We're going to go up and see what's going on up there. And so we, we traveled. It was about a four-hour drive. We traveled up there. The weather was horrible. This is in, um, this is, for, for whatever reason, it was pretty, pretty rainy that day. And uh, so we got up there, and we started praying over this, this land that was a church, no, that was a school that a couple in Dubai had purchased. And uh, Kim said, I, I see us having a ministry in this place. So we just gathered and prayed. That was in 2016. Uh, Kim and Smile, this last January, moved their family to Tarlac City. And they started the first church gathering in Tarlac City. Uh, there was 20 people. As of last weekend, as of just after Easter, they're over 100. They're already outgrowing the space. Kim said, and he's, gonna, he's on a video that we're going to see in a little while, Kim said he's, he's already looking to plant another church in Tarlac City. That's in six months. It's just amazing how God works if we're just willing to open up our hearts, open up our lives, open up our hands, and let him do the work. That's what these, these friends do. That's what Kim and Smile and, and the rest of the people there are doing. The other person that I met while I was there was this young man. His name was Michael Soloso. And he had had a difficult time. He had lost his father a couple years before. His father was a fisherman. He contracted some um, parasite-like disease that killed him within about a week. And so here's a young man who's 18 years old. He had to drop out of the university to help support his family. Um, I just fell in love with him. I just felt the contagiousness of, of his smile, and you're gonna see him on a video in a little while too, and you'll understand why. But Jannie and I began to really kind of pour into him and to try to help try to help him along uh, in a few different ways. Um, he, he calls Jannie and I Mom and Dad. Now. It's really close to our heart. Um, that was that was five years ago. Uh, about a year and a half ago, he planted the first church of Grace City Church in Bulacan. Um, that church expanded to a second church. In the middle of COVID. He's now leading a church in Lagro and overseeing two churches in Bulacan, Bulacan. The kid is just 27 years old, I think. and yet he realizes that it's not how old he is. He realizes it is the strength and the power of God through him that is changing all of the dynamics of these families. I shared about a year ago, maybe or six months ago, where he, he was arrested from his home. There was a traffic situation that he thought had been taken care of that didn't get taken care of they showed up on a friday and threw him into prison and he was devastated until god spoke to him and said listen you you have there's a hundred people in this room that you can share the gospel with by the time saturday night came he'd been there for 24 hours and he was released he'd shared the gospel he'd he'd shared the gospel with seven different people that had received Christ, one of whom is now part of the church, the second church plant in Bulacan. So, so nothing has gone to waste. And when these verses that, that Paul is reading here, in the same way the gospel is bearing through, fruit, from that one first church, from that one first gathering called Grace City Fellowship in LaGro, there two churches were planted in Bulacan, that they planted and raised up leaders from within their own ranks these are all 20-somethings these are all young adults who are just sold out for the gospel of Jesus Christ there's another one in Koloakon there's one in Carlac City a next one coming last summer we are in the church in the park here in Spokane in Audubon there's a gentleman who is sitting there you some of you know Scotty Scotty's sitting there. I'm sharing about a trip that Jannie and I had just, I think, come back from the Philippines or what's going on in the Philippines. He comes up afterwards and he shares with me about this friend of his named Nolan, who is in the Philippines down in Mindanao, who uh, they've been in a relationship with for about 10 years. He's never been there. He just felt like God laid this person on his heart to help support and pray for. So he said, I want to introduce you to Nolan on Facebook. So we had a Facebook introduction come to find out after Kim had talked to Nolan, Leo, who is a gentleman who was part, uh, part of Kim's church, who was leading the youth, spoke the same dialect from the area that Nolan was in. So now the beginning of the year, part of the support that we give financially here at River's Edge goes to pay for Leo to have a place to stay down in Mindanao, two additional churches there. Seven churches, five churches planted, two churches relating to us, another two churches on the way in 2021, all because they believe in these words. They believe that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. God gave them a vision to plant 2,000 churches, because there are over 7,000 islands in the Philippines, 2,000 of which are inhabited. They were only on one island in 2015. Now they're on three right now. And if I talked to Kim, if we were able to pull him up right now and have him, he would say, there is 1, 96 more islands yet to be opened up. That's their vision. And we're a part of that here at River's Edge. We get to be a part of what's going on there. So that first, um, that first middle of that verse, understanding God's grace, and then it says, Learn, you learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Every time that I have gone there, and I think I'm on about nine trips since 2016 to the Philippines, I've been with Coulter, my son, I've been with my daughter, Sarah. My wife and I went in 2018 and were part of a Gospel Advance um, conference. Every time that I have gone, I have seen the Spirit working in great measure. I've seen people, my people in my own family have physically been healed of of situations that they were facing the spirit is alive and well the spirit is opening up relationships the spirit is providing for their needs the spirit is protecting them and they believe in the power of the holy spirit there in such great measure that it is the first thing that they do and turn to when they are facing a crisis and believe me when we talk about the covid crisis here in the united states in, in Bulacan, they're, they're basically under martial law there. They have the military patrolling the streets. You get one hour per week to go out. You have to have the card that has your name on it with your ID, and you go out. If you, if you go out at another time, you get taken to jail. It's very different than it is here. They're, they're under persecution right now because of that. And yet they believe that what God is doing is so much more important and powerful than what they're experiencing on a daily basis. And I think that's going to become apparent in a moment when we hear a couple of videos. The first one is going to be from the overall, the kind of the overall leader of the area. His name is Kim Hugo, Kim and Smile that Matt was talking about. And the second one will be from Michael Soloso. And as you are listening to them, I want you to kind of reflect on two things. Reflect on these words that Paul has just shared with the church in Colossae, but also reflect on how God can use you to kind of be a part of what's going on. We're going to pray at the end of this. We're going to pray for our friends in the Philippines, and they're going to give us some prayer points during the video, and we're going to put them up on the screen so, so we can all pray for them. Some of you are giving towards the ministry that is there. Part of the part of the giving that goes to River's Edge is is automatically going to support ministry and and uh, financial needs in the Philippines. We've talked about this before. We can all pray. Some of us can give. A few of us can go. And maybe God is speaking to you this morning and maybe God's laying this on your heart that it's time for for you to go. It's time for you to be a part of what God is doing there. Because I guarantee you, if you go, what God will do in you will be so much more than what you will feel like you are doing for them. God can do an amazing work in you if you're willing to open up your heart, open up your hands, and be available to him. Nick, you have that first video from Kim?
2: Greetings, everyone. My name is Kim from Grace City Fellowship Philippines, currently leading Grace City Tarlac. I would like to encourage everyone from Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 to 8 by answering this question What has it meant to be partners in the gospel? Partnership in the gospel is remembering your spiritual family in your prayers, as corporate, and even in our quiet time. And as we experience this global pandemic, many people are distressed and disoriented. Others are physically, emotionally, and spiritually dumb. As partners in the gospel, we should speak words of encouragement, speak life, and speak blessing over them. Being there for one another. As Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Partnership in the gospel is being there for others when things are tough. And the last question is, what are your hopes for gospel advance moving forward? Over the last six years, God has used us to plant five churches and two churches affiliated to us. We desire to go further and plant more churches as the Spirit leads us. Three things you could pray for us one, that God will raise up more passionate, humble servant to reach out the islands, provinces, and cities for Jesus. Number two, We are praying for more volunteers to commit in the church as we grow in numbers, from 10 people now to 100 plus coming to the church. And lastly, wisdom, direction, and provision, as we desire to plant three more churches here in Tarlac City. Thank you, Rivers Edge Church, for partnering with us, for remembering us in your prayer, for being there for us, and investing in us. I pray that more churches to be planted, not only in the Philippines, but across the nations. Thank you and God bless.
1: So that's Kim Hugo. He leads the five churches and the kind of helps oversee the two churches that are down in Mindanao. And he's such a humble man. Um, if you met him, you would not probably believe that there are three, four, 500 people relating to him as their kind of spiritual leader in that area. The next young man, uh, his name is Michael Soloso. We'll come back to these questions next. And Michael Soloso is the, the young man that Janny that and I kind of consider our spiritual son. And uh, I think you'll you'll catch a little bit of why he, he's, he's an infectious person.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Michael from Gray City Fellowship here in the Philippines. And it's an honor for me to be part of your new series to study in the book of Colossians here at Rivers Edge Church in Spokane. To start it, I want to share a few things in response to the scripture in Colossians chapter 1 verse 3 till verse 8. First, our partnership in the gospel. It's really a blessing for us as a church here in the Philippines to have partners with you all at River's Edge Church. So amazed by God on how He moves on the hearts of everyone through His Spirit by allowing us to step on the same boat of missions and helping everyone to succeed in the calling that God has laid on us in advancing the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in our respective nations and cities. Helping, loving, and supporting everyone by all means in prayer, encouragements, sharing resources, and carrying our values as regions beyond of being there for one another's success. We thank God because of our partnership of the gospel we have with you all that creates a family and causes us here to move and plant more churches. Next, our hopes for gospel advance to move forward. We are always hoping for God's spirit to move and make an impact in the lives of every saints even during these hard times. Faith to be more increased even more by fixing our eyes on Jesus, our hope of glory. May the gospel advance through us as we take hold and keep on pressing to preach and testify about the love of God for us through Christ Jesus, hoping to see more fruits and increase in planting many churches across our nation. Help us to pray as we advance the gospel in the 2,000 inhabited islands of the Philippines. That God will send more humble servants, leaders, and connections to take and embrace the calling of God in reaching out for our nation. That He will raise up more spirit-filled, trained up, and young leaders to be sent on our cities our provinces, our ethnic groups, and many islands for Jesus. Again, in behalf of Grace City Fellowship here in the Philippines, we send our prayers and love to you all. Thank you, everyone, and stay safe. Hope to see you all soon. God bless you all.
1: We can all pray. Some of us can give, a few of us can go. And if God lays that on your heart, if God lays uh, any one of those things on your heart over the days, weeks, months ahead to pray for them, to, to give specifically to the Philippines, you can go onto our website. You can put uh, your market for global global giving and you can put in the Philippines in the box. If God, if God really has, you know, given you this vision of going there at some point, we don't plan to go anytime in 2021. They're still in lockdown there. But we'll be there in 2022. And in a year from now, we'll be there again. And there will be opportunities to go and be a part of what God is doing there. And, uh, and I hope that's part of kind of your prayers going into the future. Um, did you want us to kind of break up a little bit and, and pray? You got, some prayer, you got some prayer points here for us, Nick? Here we go. So, three prayer requests. Uh, One, they they ask for more passionate, humble, spirit-filled leaders to plant into new islands and new provinces. Two thousand islands. Second one, more volunteers at the sending churches. And third, wisdom, direction, and provision for churches in Tarlac City. So, if you want to just maybe break up um, in in into small kind of pods where you are. Pray for them just for a moment, and then I'll close us in prayer, if that's okay. Yeah, Lord, as we come back together and with one heart and one voice, lift up our brothers and sisters in the Philippines and around the world. Lord, we thank you for opportunities that we have, that we can, like Paul, say we have heard. the good news of what's going on within you, that the gospel is going out to the entire world, that you're filled with grace, you're filled with truth, you're filled with the power of the Spirit. Lord, may it be more, may it be more evident, not only in our lives here at River's Edge, but in the lives of everyone in the Philippines and South Africa and China and Dubai and, or down into Brazil, places around the world where the gospel is growing. Lord, we pray. Pray for more. Pray for more in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Yeah, while we're still in prayer groups, just before we head into worship, I am wondering if we can just do one last burst of prayer for them. Uh, I know we were, felt like we were just getting going in our group and we're like, oh, okay, we're done. Uh, and most of us didn't get to pray. And so if maybe just all together as one voice, if we could just, just 30 seconds before we head into worship, is on your heart, let's just express that. Uh, it is amazing how often and how consistently they pray for us. Uh, and when I reflect on the history of, the, of this church plant and how many times we've, we've hit this point of kind of those rock bottom moments and God's brought us through, part of me wonders like maybe we're, we might only be here today because they've been praying for us in the Philippines. Um, so let's, let's pray for them just all together in one voice, uh, and then we'll worship. Jesus, we thank you for our brothers and our sisters in the Philippines. Lord, we lift them up to you. God, we pray that your spirit would rest on them, God, that you would empower them uh, in, in their weakness to go out and achieve uh, this incredible vision. God, would, would there be many, many people raised up who just sense and catch the vision that they have and want to lay down their lives and give up their jobs and give up their homes to move to new islands where they can speak the dialect. God, would you touch and transform that nation through your spirit-filled church? Would they get to count more and more islands uh, that are being planted into where people are making decisions to you, surrendering to you? God, would would there come a day when they uh, see those islands reach and begin sending missionaries out to other nations? God, would there be no uh, limit to what it is you want to do in and through?